0: Hello, and welcome to the introduction of Dave Talks Some More. Today, we've lined up a great introduction to the show. It's on right now, in fact. Hope you're enjoying it. Well, if you like this introduction, why not go ahead and listen to the show itself? It starts in just a few seconds now. All right, right, we'll far out... uh... Thanks again for uh, joining us. Um, we we really have started the tape like ten minutes too late because when we were all getting uh, when you're we getting in here and settling in, I'm t- y'all might be able to hear the sound of somebody dying or laughing or something like that. The show started, I swear, ten minutes ago with some really. Um, well, I guess it is a good thing that it wasn't recorded because it was. Uh, I'm glad we're where we are. Uh, I have a special guest today. We're joined by the, uh, the former manager of the Dollar General of Yazoo <laughs> City, Mississippi. It's Family Dollar. A family Dollar, I'm sorry. Is there a difference? Currently, yes. Well, I mean, at the, at the time, you know, just kind of the knockoff, uh, everybody knows what uh, Dollar General is. How was how how Family Dollar? I mean, it's, it's an
1: excellent choice for a subject, uh, uh, for a podcast, the history behind dollar stores in America. But, uh
0: and there was a time when family Dollar was the leading dollar store there was. You're saying yeah. you're saying this with a surprising amount of pride yeah. in it, that that don't confuse me with the dollar general. This is not yeah. who we were. You no know, I, I was
1: family Dollar. I was the assistant manager. you weren't. so you were saying <laughs> that, that pride saying. Didn't, didn't come out of it nowhere. But, um, <laughs> what was so yeah. great about this job? Well, I got to go to court every Wednesday. Because that was where my, my that was where my legal uh, interest, uh, you know, came about. Yeah, shoplifting. Which is every, probably, Wednesday. every <laughs> Wednesday, every Wednesday, your every Wednesday, I, you're every every Wednesday
0: about half a dozen folks. Every Wednesday, you're a complaining witness on a shoplifting charge. Oh, yeah. in Yazoo oh, yeah. County, Mississippi.
1: Right. I mean, it is a skill to dial with one hand and hold somebody in a headlock with the other. How long did you do this? Hence my pride. <laughs> And that was at a family dog, yeah. um, probably about a year and a half, two years.
0: You burn out, and and from that you said, "Time to go to law school." <laughs> this this is so, this is this is a transition.
1: Education seemed to be more important at that point. Yeah, after after you know, you'd, after you'd knocked around for a while, you know, it's just at some point you get a little
0: tired of headlocks. And well, we we not part of the banter uh from from the first 10 minutes of the unrecorded episode was about the something it's a new show we're going to come up with I'm an idea guy we've already got a new project for a new show and it's called 5 year old divorce and 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 the, the idea, gift that keeps giving it is uh and the idea of 5 year old divorce is you get people from who have been divorced for 5 years on you know truly um, you know, contested, rancorous uh, divorce cases. And you get, and you finally get them in. I'm not sure who the moderator is going to be. Maybe me, probably. Um, and, but it's basically a. But the goader, The go. The, the, yeah. People. Yeah. That, yeah not yeah, not the, moderator. I mean, it's. Yeah. Well, it, you know, all you have to do is write down on an index card, this question, what were you thinking? And you just you just ask the you just read the index card over and over again, and and then the other so the other person says, "Yeah, what were you thinking?" And people try to explain why it was, you know, that well. I mean, she really did look like she was nineteen. I swear, I had <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was in a bad place explaining the unexplainable. Yeah, uh. you know, it's uh, it five years later when you've had the time to, you know, to ruminate over all the mistakes that were made surely you've got a little insight by now i i think i'm not sure how many like couples you could fit into an hour you know with a little luck one just goes the entire hour and it's and you just get them in there it, that's a lot better show than just one person talking about their crappy divorce and you know that would that would just sound like whining mm. so i'm not you're not sold you've you backed out of the idea okay we'll, we'll, we'll I'm agnostic at this point.
1: For the record, it all worked out because we've been back together for three years and happier well, than ever. Well, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole show into itself <laughs> right there.
0: And that could fall under the what were you thinking
1: twice.
0: Yeah. So, you know, n- normally the way that I would that I would start this is so, to say, well, how was your week? What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Um, you know, but instead I'd rather talk about me as always. Um, it's, it's a good topic. Yes, you know, to me it always is. I can't, you know, the whole reason of the podcast is I can't get anybody to listen to me, and so I thought, well hell? I'll just talk to myself and record it and uh, captive net, audience, and never listen to it again. But uh, at least I'll be entertained. The way that I finished up uh, the podcast last week after telling a like thirty minute story. This is better than the than the trip to Las Vegas story. I swear, I've uh, heard that story. No, no, it's a good story, and, and, and I'm not going to tell it again. But, and it wasn't, that's not the story I told last week. I told a completely different story. And it just, in, it's like a five minute story that I managed to stretch out for 30 minutes last week and did not intend to do it, but ended with the idea of, and so I've gone to Austin and uh, spent a week with a cool guy and, you know, was going to talk about, uh my week with a cool guy in Austin. Have I told you about this? I don't know what, what I, I was heard. going to do. So um I'm trying to think of where the best place to start is there's a guy who is a uh who made a living as an oil painter, as a portraitist, um, you know, doing commission portraits, you know, for you know, serious money, serious portraits, serious money, not a lot of people who make a living doing that and his paintings are just staggeringly good and um, had the opportunity to go one-on-one in his studio with him for a week, not last week, but the week before. How do do you, how does that happen? Um, on the internet, right? You know, just arranged it with him, reached out to him by email and, um, you know, just stayed in a stayed in a place in Austin, and then um, like like would show up at nine o'clock, and, and it was by arrangement. You know, show up nine o'clock, and w- tell me what you want to learn. I want to learn how to how to do portraits, and you have to bring your stuff. You know, bring me the paintings at, at you know waters over there. Bring me uh, whatever it is that that you have done, so that I can see you know, kind of what your level is. And so, you know, I bring it all in. He takes a look at it. And because he's an artist, he tells me how good it is. But then, then when I say, when he says, what do you want to do? And what do you want to learn? I said, we'll learn how to do portraits. He said, why don't we just learn how to paint? That's probably a good start. (laughs) Not the answer I was hoping for. And, um, you know, well, what's, like, the di- what's, between, what's the difference between learning how to paint and, and, and do portraits? Portraits. Portraits. portraits? Well, portraits is just really hard. Like, there, there's a level, uh, like a ladder of painting. Like, the first thing that they teach you how to paint is still lifes. That's why you'll see a whole lot of crappy little still lifes. The first thing they're going to do is put an orange on a table and say, paint the orange. And so after you learn how to paint one object, then you get a group of objects, and now you've got a, a true still life. And then the next thing that you'll learn how to do is doing landscapes. That's the second easiest thing to do. And anyway, you work all the way up. Portraits is the second to last thing that you learn how to do. And then you know the hardest thing is what they call a tableau, which is if you, if you go to a Louvre, Louvre or some real nice um, art museum and you see Bob Ross, you see the Bob Ross uh, art museum, which exists as Uh, as it should. Yeah. I've seen all of them. If you go to, um, you know, if you go to some old museum that's got the old masters, there's always uh, these scenes like the coronation of Napoleon or the raft of Medusa or the, you know, uh, Washington crossing the Delaware, you know, or the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Um, You know, those are all a lot of portraits, but there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. And so that just, that puts it all together. So you can have a portrait within another art. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like uh, think, think about uh, Nighthawks, uh, you know, Hopper's Nighthawks, which is the picture of the three or four people that are in a diner, and it's night. Pretend you're talking to someone okay. uncultured. Okay. I know well,
1: it, it's... Do we, remember
0: the family dollar
1: reference yeah that's that's <laughs> well, that's, that's what we're doing yeah, here. okay
0: we're talking, you're talking to me um well it, it's it's a that that's a famous painting of three or four people that are just sitting at a diner at night streets are deserted and you know there's this one guy that's jerking coffee and a guy that's just sitting by himself reading the newspaper and there's a couple sitting next to each other and you can you know, other than the guy that has his back to you, you can see their faces. That could have been a portrait. That could have been, you know, an actual model. Or, or American Gothic, which is... The Pitchfork. The Pitchfork. Okay, there you go. Um, I mean, th- those are portraits, you know, of the um, James Woods dentists and his sister, um, which you think it's the farmer and his wife, but it's not. Right. Um, but if, if they had been... Yeah, I don't know. In a boat crossing the Delaware, you know that would have been what they called a tableau. But instead, they're just standing there, and so it's it's a pretty complicated portrait. But anyway, so uh, I'm thinking that I'm all the way up. I'm past landscape. I'm all I'm all the way up to doing portraiture. And and the guy's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna teach you how to paint." Fortunately, you didn't put an orange on the table. <laughs> I come past that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the bowl of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, the vase of flowers. I got the. I got the vase of flowers and the silver cup.
1: He probably doesn't just let anybody. Did you no. have to give him some samples of oh, your work? Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. Is I had to bring other than than that big steer bull painting that I sold. I had to bring everything that I'd done, and which which is a story in itself because, like, I know I'm going to go and. I'm starting on Sunday afternoon just to have the meet and talk and we're not actually going to do anything just get to know each other and so on Saturday I go to pick up my truck and you know I I show up at the rent a car place I'm here to pick up my truck and he said you mean your car and I said no I need a truck I got a lot of canvases and you know stuff that I have to transport and he said well you reserved a car and I said no I reserved a truck and he shows me I reserved a car which I did and so I said well you know be that as it may I need a truck well we don't have any trucks and I said well I need a truck and he said well um we do have a minivan and I said does it come with a dress because I'm not I'm not driving a minivan. Next show, maybe we can go
1: through the phase of where I drove a minivan for a year since we're hitting
0: the hot sensitive top. Well, the pre show involved that. But, I, I'm well, yeah, that's a, that's another podcast. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm real curious. I'm real uh, curious I mean, about your personal life yeah, now. I, I'm, um, I mean, well, and and so Family Dollar in a
1: minivan, I, look, I might get canceled. Look,
0: look, look, at let me, point, let me jump ahead, know, yeah, but right, part, part of this week. Included me picking Maggie, my daughter Maggie up from the airport in Dallas. And if we have time, I might even get to that. But you know, I pick her up at the gate of the airport and we're walking uh, to the parking lot. And she goes, uh, Well, where'd you park? And so you pull out that, that giant key fob that they have and you click the button so that the lights come on. And because it's a mini, minivan, you know, the side door just automatically starts sliding open. And she looks. She looks at me, and she said, "Well, did it come with a tube of lipstick in the glove box?" <laughs> exactly. You know. I, I really like the story because I didn't know you drove a mini Yeah,
1: yeah. sometimes people say things, and and they just don't know. No. The yeah. Background the right. yeah. things. It really. It, it's. It's. Um, uh, part of the perils of coming on this uh, I mean, little podcast, is but I will come to the defense at the appropriate time of minivans uh and their utility um and their manliness at some point manliness yeah that's gonna be a hard it's
0: gonna be hard you know be hard I, i'll do it I'm, i mean we, we still live in a neighborhood of a uh, husband and wife and they both drove the white honda odyssey or white honda pilot uh minivans and I would always tell Bonnie the same thing, which is there. There's a man who has given up on his life, and and that is the subtext.
1: And, and yeah, it yeah. was a
0: Dodge Caravan, in, in my uh, part, I uh, yeah. can, I
1: can, and I can pin the pinpoint the exact moment where I did give up on life. Well, days, so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not wrong. And, and yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly. I don't know if it's a direct causation, but there's a hell of a correlation
0: involved there. Yeah. So I mean, just totally utilitarian. Uh, life has no meaning. I'm just. I'm just, you're just on the assembly line of life.
1: Yeah. You know, it's just, it is what it is.
0: Well, so, uh, anyway, um, God, there's just so much going back there. Oh, so. you know, it's,
1: <laughs> it's his whole show. It could be one of the five, you know, one, one of the five you're on. Deal, although oh, I'm, oh, oh I'm,
0: actually that's right.
1: You know, it really could be,
0: um, but it won't. Uh, hey, won't. <laughs> Yeah, so uh it, yeah, anyway, so it, it turns out it's quite a hike to go from uh Madison, Mississippi to Austin, Texas, if you were driving. And I, I, I drove it about seven months ago. What was in Austin that you're going to <sighs> a
1: whole nother uh store and see this is so bad. I, on right on the tails of discussing me driving a minivan. I have to discuss driving to Austin to go to a Harry Styles concert. <laughs> now, I, I'm a proud heterosexual American. Uh, I would like to know that. <laughs> uh, but I, I was taking my daughter. I was taking Lizzie yeah. um, to a Harry Styles concert in Austin. So, there, yeah. So, that that's. What, what gonna, did you wear? Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that
0: it, it, was, sure, it i was sure i was i'm in. sure it was fetching
1: it, it, it. Mm. unfortunately yeah i don't have the, the all the pictures have been destroyed um, uh, but it was uh, i really uh, it was apparently harry styles on the front of his one of his albums wore a hot pink shirt and white pants and that's what i wore
0: you know, you know this is going to be published on the internet absolutely like this isn't going to go uh, away. No. Okay. I, I am
1: confident okay and and, and slightly mortified at this yeah. point so yeah. well,
0: um, so anyway uh yeah let's I- anyway we're all let, let me is, this is just this is, right. this is painful so uh went through uh like i had the like the worst cold in the world, you know, and it was one of these colds that you that you think you've knocked out with all the the chemical solutions. And, uh, and so I made the big mistake when I'm going down Saturday of I'm cured, I'm healed, I don't want to be taking medicine and driving a long way. And by the time I, I am wherever I am in the middle of nowhere, Texas, at 9, nine 10 o'clock at night, I mean, my, my head is pounding. And uh, it turns out that in a little place called Athens, Texas, and so uh, I, I stop at a little Best Western. I get a room, um, and you know, just figure I'm going to go to sleep. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, let sleep heal the problem. At midnight, I wake up, and I'm just I'm in agony. So there's a Walmart in Athens, Texas, Texas. I'm proud to say. So I go I go down in my minivan. I'm a minivan to Athens, Texas, you know, like I'm going to score some Coke or something, (laughs) you know, in the parking lot. And well, it turns out not all Walmarts are 24 hours. And so now I'm driving around Athens, Texas past midnight, you know, looking for some little gas station, something, anything, you know, or else I might just drive to, to, you know, the next big town just to find a open something, I mean it's just uh, I'm out of my mind. It's you driving around aimlessly it's in a me driving. In the of it, like yeah, yeah. I hope you don't yet have again. I, don't,
1: I hope you don't have a, like a, a ski mask and any uh, yeah, rope broken I mean, there yeah. just accidentally. Yet, yet again,
0: <laughs> if, if the police are looking yeah, you're um I, I was I was that guy. So yeah, I'm I'm pulling into one of these sketch gas stations, like the only thing that's open and there's all kind of cars and trucks there at, at you know, twelve thirty, twelve forty five in the morning. And I go in and it's one of these deals where, Oh, you want some Excedrin PM. Okay. But it's going to be $5, you know? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And what are you going to do? So uh, pay $5. you're going to pay, you're going to pay five. No, you're going to pay $10 because you want two packs. Cause you want to make sure that, you know, whatever is going on in my body, I don't want to be awake for it. So, you know, I, I pay my money, I get my drugs and uh, absolutely pass out. And, uh, then go on to lovely Austin, Texas, which you may have noticed there's a little bit of traffic in Austin. It's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, well. It used to be that Austin was like the homeless capital of the American Southwest, and it sounds um, impolitic to say they've cleared it out because. You know, you don't want to say homelessness is a problem, but uh, if you're tired of having your windshield washed at every stoplight and somebody jacking you up for $10, it's kind of a problem. It is. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, showed up, uh, did the painting, um, you know, just really, and, and I could talk about the stuff that I learned, and most of what I learned was all about prep work in doing a painting and almost none of it was about actually dipping your brush into the paint and putting the paint on the canvas. I mean, that, that almost had nothing to do with learning how to paint. It was just all about the preparation of like, if you do the prep, right, that part of putting the paint on the canvas will go a lot better. Yeah. What is the prep? Well, um, you know, if you're doing one of these uh, still lifes, you know, even if it's just an orange on the table, uh, you know, the first thing you have to do is draw a table and draw an orange. And, you know, you can just freehand it. But if you want your orange to look like the orange that you're looking at, which is better because all the colors and all the values that you're going to be putting on aren't going to match up if you've driven a wonky looking orange or, or a wonky looking table. And so there's, uh, you know, learning how to draw on the canvas a picture of an orange or, or the wine bottle or the, you know, if you want to put roses up there, do you really trust your ability with, with a pencil to draw roses in a vase on a canvas? I'd say most people can't do that. I could not do that. Um, And so if you can't do it with a pencil on a table, how in the world are you going to do it with paint on a paintbrush? Can't do it. So how do you draw on a canvas the good rough out of what it is that you're going to paint? Well, I mean, that's a thing that nobody would think about that you have to do, but you have to do it if you want it to do right. So how do you do that? And so we went through that. And then, You know, before you're going to uh, put paint on the canvas, okay, well, what paint? Are you just going to squeeze something out of the tube and say, that's a red rose, so I'm going to put some red paint out there? If you do, it's going to look like a cartoon. I mean, it's not going to look real because any good painting of a rose, of a red rose, is going to have probably 20 different shades of red. Where do those come from?
1: Where do they come from?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, you put put some red down and then you put some white down and you put some other colors down and you mix it and you have a palette. Like you see, like anytime you have a commercial or a cartoon of somebody who is pretending to be a painter, they'll have like that wooden thing with their thumb sticking out, that's the palette, and the palette has the paint on it. That's not what professionals are not doing that. You know, what they will do is have a huge glass rectangle for holding the paint and they'll squeeze out some red, some yellow, some blue, some white, some, uh, some Brown. And you just go by feel. Um, no, you, um, one of the things you have to learn is how to mix colors. And the, the way that I learned to mix colors was, um, from cardboard boxes, like, um, a cardboard box holding Coke our cardboard box holding Diet Coke or Dr. Pepper. And there's different colors on those cardboard boxes, right? Like a, a maroon color for a cardboard box. Okay, so my, my job was to squeeze out, you know, the red, white, blue, yellow, um, brown, and mix up that specific color. So you always start with, well, what does it look like? Maroon kind of looks like red, so you put some red down and you dab a little red on the cardboard box, eh, okay, well, it looks like there's some other color in maroon besides red. What would it be? Would it be blue? Would it be yellow? You just start asking yourselves questions. And, and I've done it enough to know, well, probably you put some brown in there. you know. Or if you wanted to do silver, like the silver of a Diet Coke uh, cardboard box, you know, and you're just painting on it, you know, and to do the silver and say, well, it's got some white in it. That's obvious. What what plus white would make silver? And you just experiment. Well, it turns out to be blue. So a little bit of white, a little bit of blue. Uh, my silver is too dark. My silver is too light. And, you know, you just learn um, by, by looking at the color wheel, which I won't get into, but you just learn that how to approximate, um, something that kind of is maroon that kind of is silver and then if you add a little more white or a little more blue or whatever the primary color is eventually you will get to the dead on this is accurate this is actually the color and so what you do is you look at uh, the vase with the flowers um, you look at the silver cup and you uh, and i'm i'm not really explaining it well but you you basically try to think of what you are painting as a stained glass painting and you identify every single color on the thing that you're painting. Every different color that you see on a silver cup um, and you have some of that paint on your palette or are very close to that. And then it's pretty easy because now all I have to do is pick it up from the palette, put it on the uh, canvas And if I did a good job getting the colors right on the palette, it's just a question of putting it, transferring it from the palette to the to the uh, canvas. I'm fascinated by
1: the process. Probably because I can't do it at all. Same reason I'm fascinated with singers. Or podcasters for that. Man.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is, you know, the, the idea of it is that it's, there's really nothing artistic about it. If you can see color, and unfortunately I'm colorblind, so that's a problem. But if you can see color, and if you can learn how to mix color, it's just a question of see it, mix it, you know, and then later on apply it. And there's really no magic to it. So, um, but man, it, it was... Uh, Six or seven hours a day of, you know, just just doing painting, but it turns out we would have these really long conversations because because he's a big time tech guy, and so we started talking about um, you know virtual reality because he's really big into virtual reality. I tell you something cool. Um, he was telling me about every Sunday morning what he would do is he and some of the guys that he went to high school that all put on their virtual reality headsets and go and, you know, for a little, you know, $4 app, uh, all of a sudden you are in a miniature golf world. And I mean, it's you, I'm telling you, you're there, you know, when you put these headsets on, you are absolutely there. And, you know, they just hang out and they play virtual reality, mini golf, And, you know, just screw around for an hour or two however long they want to do it, shoot a couple of rounds. And he said, you know, what you could do, I mean, we could get on the phone and talk to each other every Sunday morning. We could, you know, do a Zoom call every Sunday morning. But how long would that last? Two minutes? It'd be so formal and unpleasant and would never do it. But, you know, you just have guys, you know, telling dirty jokes and, you know, just screwing around playing virtual miniature golf and... You know, I'm giving him a look. You're giving me like, yeah, okay. Uh, so anyway, he lets me try on. I've never tried on a virtual reality headset ever. And he lets me put it on and put on the headset, and uh, it, it combines the it combines the idea of actually being there and being inside of a video game, which does not have to be reality. But when you move your head your reality moves and when you want to walk it, you know, it walks. I tried to put one of those on one time and it made me nauseous. Well, yeah. And, and the reason that 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 will happen is if there's any, um, any difference or disruption between what you're experiencing in virtual reality and what your body's doing, um, yeah, the nauseous will, will come on top of you in about three seconds and it will stay all day long. Like if you're moving in virtual reality, but you're not moving in person or the other way around. Hmm. Yeah. That's what that's going to happen to you. But the real interesting idea of the application of, you know, think about the people that can't really go anywhere. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, my mom can't really go anywhere. If she could in a virtual you know she could be walking around in the swiss alps with her friends um you know you know, she's got a close friend in houston she's got a close friend somewhere else and to be able to spend time with them you know how valuable would that be how cool would that be
1: that is interesting
0: eh? so it it's but you know he was talking about um you know you and i are old enough to remember when uh you know, we had the big revolution of computers and the big revolution of cell phones that came later and how it's really hard to explain to people what life was like before there were computers, right? Or, or before cell phones and how that's just totally changed our reality. Well, you know, he's talking about, you know, the the. the three technologies of virtual reality and the second one being AI. And I, you know, here in Mississippi, I just don't have conversations with people who are fooling around with AI, but it's, it's become something that, that I'm, I'm fascinated by is the idea that you can create a I um, personalities um and so you know another thing that we fooled around with when we weren't fooling around with paintings is ai comedians and so you can go on ai and say hey go through my twitter feed and and make fun of me and i'm telling you it's like having a a comedian just you know cutting you up and it's really funny or um you can have, there is an AI Steve Jobs because they've gone through every public pronouncement that the guy's made, everything that he's written. They There's, there's been a lot of participation uh, from the people who have his private uh, data so that the people who knew Steve Jobs can have a conversation with him. And it feels like they're talking to Steve Jobs, which when you think so, about it.
1: So you could, like, give me a 30-minute set of jokes from an AI created comedian based upon Dave Chappelle well yeah
0: I mean you could you could do that now you could do that now with chat and say uh give me twenty give me a twenty five you know, I wouldn't say twenty five thousand you could say give me a ten thousand word set uh in the style of Dave Chappelle on the subjects of and pick your subjects and chat would uh would knock that out and it would be pretty good stuff. Now the, the newest version of chat GBT comes out as uh, very wooden, um, very corporate. Like if you ask chat be chat GBT about political correct things, then it, it, it will give you this kind of university corporate speak about, you know, how we all have to be, you know, aware of other people you know, you know well, it's a function jam. of what it scours is it? <clears> yeah gone. i mean if it's yeah
1: scouring the internet it's
0: yeah it's internet yeah and in the in the internet has got a lot of that kind of corporate stuff in it which is why uh the newest version of chat of ai um functionality is something called groke i don't know if, if you followed up on that. Well,
1: I saw something on
0: Twitter, you know. Well, I was following. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're developing
1: it. Right. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I, I follow the greatest human being alive currently, Elon. And so I saw him. Yeah. It. Did you get a Cybertruck while you were in Austin, by the way? No,
0: okay. but uh, but we watched the, that that's when the video of the uh, Cybertruck and the Porsche came out. Oh, yeah. You saw that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was with him. Uh, He's like, hey, wait a minute, what's this? And we're looking at it. And and for those people who have not seen it, I guess it's not too dated to say that, you know, it's a, it looks like a time trial of a uh, Tesla truck versus, uh, I guess, a Porsche Carrera. And, um, you know, they, they go whatever distance. And just in the video where the Tesla truck is about to pull away, the camera Zooms back or or moves around so that you see it's not a race between a Porsche and a Tesla. It's a it's a race between a Porsche and a Tesla truck pulling a trailer, and in the trailer is a Porsche, and it's still winning. <laughs> <coughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it it's what what is going on in the auto industry is crazy. But in 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 Tesla, they have Grok and and the I one of the ideas of Groke is that it's not so corporate and that it has so much more personality to it. And it maps the way that real people talk and think and is not so wooden and stilted. And the idea is, um, you know, why can we not create AI historical figures? You know, like the, the most obvious that I can think of would be Abraham Lincoln, you know, who has, Multiple uh, public pronouncements, multiple writings—I mean, just in, you know—a huge database of just things that he said, uh, from which you know you could you could just start having a conversation with a AI Lincoln, and I imagine it would come across uh, pretty cleanly. Uh, so you you know imagine that you put on your VR headset. You can walk around a battlefield with Abraham Lincoln and our, our Ulysses Grant or whoever, and have them show you how this happened and how they felt about it and what was going on. And it's gonna be more real than if you have, you know, some National Park Service ranger walking you through it. I mean, it, it is extraordinary what's going on. And, you know, then the third thing, kind of the third head of the the Trinity of modern technology so far as i can tell is robotics you know because your boy is coming out with what will be twenty thousand dollar robots that everybody is going to own you you when this is advanced enough you you will have your twenty thousand dollar robot and you will be able to say something like um show me some pictures of fences and i want you to build this fence around my house and in, in the style of whatever it is that you pick out and this thing will get in your Tesla truck and it will drive to Home Depot and it will, all, it will know all the things that it needs to get and pay for it with your credit card that you've embedded into the robot and then at 2 o'clock in the morning this thing will be out digging holes and pouring concrete and putting the fence posts in and will not stop laboring until you have a perfect fence just because you told it to and you gave it a working credit card and, uh, and, and a working vehicle to drive. I mean, that's, that's literally my future. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I, it's, I got it on pre-order. Well, it's, it's the future of everybody. And if you are in uh, a labor, if you are owner of a labor intensive, uh, business, Uh, how nice would it be to have people who work at your chicken plant and they never get sick and they don't want a salary, uh, they want some electricity. When's the podcast to discuss uh,
1: what to do with all those displaced workers and uh, the fabric of society unraveling before our very eyes? Yeah,
0: well, I think the title of that podcast is going to be uh, Universal Income. Yeah, I see the face. Uh, that, that, that's that's the face of uh, a conservative, a Mississippi conservative that says we're not giving any money away. No, I find conservatives to be far too liberal, David. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> well, then you're going to have to be the one to start the podcast. called what do you what do you do? 75 million displaced American workers their job didn't go to china their 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 job went yeah. to a robot
1: oh, it, it is probably a a, a conundrum that uh, lies outside uh, the normal discourse we have about politics it's it's yeah, off the no. spectrum it's not it's not, yeah, a, it's not liberal conservative it, it no, is not it's not, it not politics.
0: it's social it is literally
1: the fabric of society unraveling yeah. Whether or not one's preconceived, there's there's no ideological roadmap um, uh, for such thing. Even even the greatest limited government uh, conservative uh, had to uh, recalibrate uh, during the Great Depression or in times of such. Yeah, so Um, it is it is it's a conundrum.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm having these kinds of conversations with this guy, and be like. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, I don't know how we got into this. Sorry. Um, anyway, that silver cup, you really need to put a little more blue, you know, and so we'd go back and, and, and go paint. And it was great because the one thing that we were not talking about is, Oh, what about the Jones divorce and the Smith divorce? And did you get that expert witness line, you know, and all that, you know, it, it was fantastic to, to get away from all that. Um, so, so, that, so did you turn your cell phone off
1: while you were there? Did uh, you check your email? Oh yeah, yeah, of
0: course you have to do that, you know, and returning calls in the evening. And I, I can tell you that when I would get back to the place that I was staying at, and and I would get out my legal pad and be like, "All right, time to call the office. Time to check my email." That that shot of cortisol or whatever it is that produces anxiety. Uh, I could literally feel that squirting into my bloodstream of okay and now now welcome back to the hell that you uh, usually live in it, did you eat at the Lonesome
1: Dove cafe Did not Texas?
0: no no i I uh <laughs> no what I did was uh sun so we had I met with a guy Sunday afternoon and Sunday night ago go to the HEB which is um you know that's that's the Texas Kroger is H E B H H E but uh, and uh, I go and get all the uh, fixins for spaghetti. <laughs> this is the most bachelor thing in the world, and I and I go back to my place. I make a big pot of spaghetti, and I was eating on that spaghetti for the, for the entire the why week. the southern accent we discussing spaghetti? Be, no, not not discussing biscotti. Spaghetti, yeah. yeah, that yeah. that is southern. Yeah. But the whole, you know, the whole idea of eating on something for a week, you know, you make you that meatloaf, you can eat on that for a whole week. Well, I was I was eating on a pot of spaghetti for a week, and I, and I called Bonnie, you know, I'm talking to Bonnie every night, and I said, you know, I never thought I would say this. But it's gonna be a minute before I'm gonna want pasta mm. again because I've no frittiesies, huh? Yeah, no, 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 not, nothing but that. So, yeah, that, I I did not go out. Austin's really cool though because they have all these food trucks and food truck parts parks which you may have gone to. Did y'all do any of that? What what part of Austin did y'all see other than Harry Styles?
1: That was all encompassing. Was he uh, enough bridges. for you? Oh, he oh, just yeah. filled your well, eyes. I don't even remember. We stayed at uh, it was downtown, um, and uh, went to this. There was a um, some little theater, uh, improv theater, right um, on Sixth Street.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is an improv theater, uh, on 6th and Street. it's
1: just a real. It's it's upstairs. I can't even remember the name of it. It was a yeah. really great place. Yeah. Uh, and so we stayed right around the corner. From I can't even remember. It was some. Marriott
0: or some, something something. I'm surprised that they nature, let her huh? go. She's not. She's not. She's not exactly 21 years
1: old. All right. All right. On to the next topic. <coughs> so, um, but uh, it, she was old enough. They did let her go. It was not. It was not that pretty that clean. bad. Uh, pretty I really clean. don't want her, want her mother to hear this. Uh, but no, it was fine. Yeah. It, it, it was age appropriate. It was really quiet quite good
0: Uh, it wasn't second city but it was it was close well the the other thing that was really cool that happened to me was on the sunday that i went and hit athens texas um i'm seeing the texas longhorns are going to be in the big 12 championship game that saturday and my painting gig is ending friday afternoon and my ex-wife's brother my former brother-in-law, who I'm still very, very close to, he's a huge Texas Longhorns guy, and uh, his, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure his, he and his fiance are going to go. Except it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, which who wants an 11? yeah, nobody, nobody, uh, except for the networks. And so I check in with him. Are you going to the game? It's going to be at the, you know, Jerry Jones World, uh, Dallas Stadium. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I'm going. And, I'm so, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to be getting out of Austin like at 5 o'clock on Friday. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just go up to Dallas, spend the night there, go to the game, and then jet out of Dallas uh, and just drive back in my giant minivan. And he said, well, you think Maggie could go? And I said, you know, that's an intriguing idea. So I check in with her in Louisville and she, and it takes her like 30 seconds to call a friend to make arrangements to cover for her for Saturday and so she was able to fly I, I literally when I got to Dallas I went straight to DFW and beat her by like 15 minutes park the van pick her up get the joke um and then uh and then uh sa- yeah then sat well I did get and then Saturday morning uh you know goes to the uh, uh Texas and uh, I think Oklahoma State, not much of a game. But, you know, it was, it was just kind of a cool 24-hour in and out for her. Did
1: you drive the minivan to the Texas Longhorn mm-hmm. game Well, and park it? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, as as close as you can get, um, you know, there is nobody that's not a fat gat rolling that's going to park anywhere close to the stadium. And I, I was outraged that I parked blocks and blocks away for $40 parking. Billy my my ex-brother-in-law paid $80 for parking. I mean, it was yeah, it was brutal. So, anyway, went yeah. Mm. So, went went to the game, just kind of got that in, literally bought the t-shirt and uh came back uh Saturday night. So, I missed uh, I missed the whole Alabama Auburn uh, or the the Alabama-Georgia thing. Uh, missed. Yeah, I missed all the football. Got back in just in time to see uh, Florida State go thirteen and zero. Well, I mean, if there was a game to miss, it was the Georgia Alabama game.
1: Yeah, yeah, but,
0: yeah really Nobody wanted to see that. Well, um, you know, and then last night, really excited to see. Um, I'm trying to remember, they had the Heisman last night. I can't remember who won. I think Mississippi State got their uh, was their second third Heisman. I can't remember. It's, anyway, it was some fellow that was on a
1: Mediocre team, which is an unusual situation yeah. um, for Crazy. a Heisman. So I I, I read something uh, article is what's his name again?
0: Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Right. Jaden uh, uh, you know, something. Who, who pays attention to these things?
1: I can't even say. he how am I saying he was the worst Heisman ever? I I disagree with that bit. But he's a good football player.
0: He can't help who he plays for. So are you so are you going to a uh, state's bowl game this year? So that wow. minivan you're driving. Wow, um, wow.
1: You're, you're killing
0: me on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm gonna pass. I'm a yeah, pass, you know. Well, yeah, and I'm not gonna go to the LSU game because, you know, first of all, I don't even know what it is. You know, it's it's like the uh, yeah, it's like the uh, Sarsaparilla oh. something game. Ole Miss. It's an Ole Miss shirt. Wow. yeah. Wow. Um. Inside a Mississippi State jacket. Yeah, I all my bases covered. My you, you have brought this podcast to an absolute dead halt. I just didn't know who to play
1: for in the crowd. I yeah. just, I, I covered I covered both, and you covered LSU. How would, so. how
0: would you describe your transition from Mississippi State to Ole Miss? Forced, forced, forced.
1: I'm still a state. I'm from Starfleet, You know that. Too. Yeah. I mean, I, there's yeah, it's, it's in the, it's in the blood. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, if, you're, if, you're it, killing me. If, if you start discussing Mississippi State, it is a surefire way to to bring it down.
0: Well, let, let me. It, put it, it's just let me there's put no it,
1: place to go. Let, let, let me when you discuss let, Mississippi Let me
0: State. go here. How would you describe the experience? And I'm not talking about this year. I'm not going to goof on on you for for a tough season. How would how would you describe? being a Mississippi State fan and the Mississippi State fan base versus Ole Miss, being an Ole Miss fan and being part of that fan base. Just to, just from your 50-something years on this earth in Mississippi. Ole, Ole Miss fan, you know, my old law partner, uh,
1: if, by way of background, if, if Ole Miss lost on Saturday, which back then – Happened all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And you so you would think, eh, you know. It happens. It happens. He would come in the office on Monday, and he would go to his office, and he would shut the door. And he was grout. I mean, just, it was just, it, it killed him. Um, Mississippi State fan we just go, eh, you know, <laughs> it's Monday. Let's go to work. Um, the, the Ole Miss fan base is is far more dedicated. That whole Grove thing is a whole nother level. I don't really even understand it on some uh, level. It, it is it is
0: a difference. There's no doubt. Well, see, what what that sounds like is Ole Miss guy expects to win. Mississippi State guy is not surprised to lose well, that, is, what I that, took, that, is what I'm taking away that from that. That would
1: be the, the, the abridged version of what I, what I said. Um, yeah, I mean, I, for, for whatever reason, we have been programmed. To certainly accept defeat, uh, much better. I, I, I don't quite understand why. But because um, well, we have won somehow, the, the Ole Miss history, the the back, the, the the alleged national championships back in the day.
0: Which look, I don't care. They're not mine. Yeah. Um, say what you, say what the, you The will. alleged not step I, mean, on my toes I don't know if they this. really
1: are, you know, those kind of things. That the, the, somehow that they the, the stand on the shoulders of greatness, you know, and they always have been, and we don't have that. Obviously, you don't, you don't have state. an Archie.
0: You don't have an Archie story, no. and you don't have uh, we have Rocky Felker stories by God, yeah, which nobody else knows, yeah. yeah. You know, n- nobody really knows about you know Ole Miss back in the fifties and the you know the Billy Cannon run and right. all, you know, all that truly ancient history, but y'all don't have any any story like Archie uh, or Eli. Right. It's kind of th- like what the British still think they are. All that.
1: Like, like, like Ole
0: Miss is Great Britain because Basically. Ole Miss used to be great. They used to have an empire, and, and it's so just, long ago. Right?
1: It just it exudes itself for generations and generations. I mean, um, so I, I mean there must be something uh, to it. Mississippi State is not Britain. It's Mexico, Uzbekistan. I don't know uh, <laughs> something, We've, but it, it's not Britain. <laughs> Um, so it, 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 losses and the like that we just roll. We roll
0: now baseball is a little different. Uh, yeah, but nobody cares, you know, and look, that that's not a, that's not a shot at Mississippi state. I mean, I, I, LSU just won the, the baseball championship and I hate to say, I don't care, but I really don't care. And I, I have told people, and it really sounds like I'm taking a shot, but it's been my experience being a lifelong LSU fan growing up in Baton Rouge. At every, you know, we've won enough national championships where it it can't be sour grapes that I say this. I I care about LSU baseball until the first day of football fall practice, and then after that who who cares you know we could we could win the NCAA basketball tournament and the and the baseball and the golf and I the name your sport
1: it, it's an embarrassment of riches i understand i mean why do you think no. canadians
0: like hockey
1: it's all well, they got it's all they got uh, it's all they got well so um same with mississippi state we got we got our baseball so we care like who won the nhl championship I don't I, even know what they I, call that Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. Who won the Stanley Cup?
0: Yeah. Right. Who cares? Right. So, well, yeah. You know, once again, we brought the podcast to us to a screeching halt when, cool. we're, when we're searching for the name of what the what the hockey players. Won. I'm gonna I'm Google at the minute we're done. Yeah, yeah well, I'll be honest with you, and what? I think everybody else. Is okay, going well, to um, let's see. We we've hit tech. We've uh, minivans, Family Dollar, Stanley, Stanley, Stanley Cup. All right. This yeah and, and harry styles well it's a, a show that just started off so promising and and now it seems to be hit uh about to hit an end well um i'm allowed to uh uh to call calf rope on a, on a podcast and i think this is a, this is just about a great time to do it unless you've got more to add i don't know that you can end a podcast on the stanley cop well let, let's try it uh thank you for coming um Thank you for listening. I promise next week will be better. We'll have a more entertaining guest than this one. But wow, well, <laughs> okay, no, no. The other person that we talked about, they need to come and and oh, absolutely. And will And we, we got
1: look. It, it, and this is a, next time the pre-show should not be more entertaining than the entertaining uh, than the actual Yeah,
0: track. yeah. Ten minutes coming over here and then ten minutes being here was radio gold, and then. <laughs> It's hard to keep up that level of
1: excellence for for an extended period of time. Just ask Ole Miss. All right, next week we're on it.
0: Thanks again.